the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast, the only podcast devoted to making soul music relevant again. Let's get started with your host, Todd Woodson. joining me for another episode of the bring back soul music podcast my guest today is a talented singer from philadelphia his name is ashley scott mr scott how you doing today i'm good sir watch that mister i'm not that old (laughs) (laughs) all right all right ashley how you been sir i'm good man i'm good good. thank you for uh joining uh the the podcast tonight man i appreciate it thanks for the opportunity i appreciate the uh support yeah no problem man i uh you sent me some information um, a few weeks ago, and uh, I really heard the I heard the music, and I thought, man, this guy this guy's pretty good. I got to get him on the show. So uh, thank you again. I know you're in a Philly, um, so let's get started. For those who don't know, uh, Ashley Scott, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm a singer, songwriter, performer. Um, actually, got my degree in music from Howard University in Washington D.C. Uh, born and raised in Philadelphia, um, brought up in a m- musical family a little bit, and I'll talk a little bit about that momentarily. Um, just an all-around creative person. Um, I like making music traditionally uh, with like a live band in the recording studio. Um, I still like, you know, having I guess lush arrangement to my music. So it's kind of a traditional way of doing things in today's times, but. It's still like a breath of fresh air when people hear it. Okay. Now you uh, you mentioned that you came from a musical family. What did your? I, we'll, we'll get into. And I know you were telling me about some relatives that you have that are in the business. Uh, how did you actually get started in the business? That's actually, I would say, well, the love of it came from my aunt, and who we'll talk about momentarily. But uh, she's a member of a group that's you know, pretty internationally known and they're the longest running female vocal trio in music history. Uh, They're known for a song called When Will I See You Again back in the uh, Philadelphia International Records days from 1974 and the group is called The Three Degrees. So um, she joined the group when she was uh, in high school in 1963 and uh, she took 10 years out between 66 and 76 but she came back in 76 and she's still there. They're still performing. So between watching, you know, a concert that she did back in the 70s at the Royal Albert Hall in London, uh, and it's actually on YouTube, between that and then going through my parents' record collection, um, that's where the love of music actually came from. And my mother was actually very close with the Delphonics as well. So they're kind of like uncles to me. So, you know, had the best of both worlds in terms of female and male groups, and it has, you know, really trained my ear musically. So. I love, you know, singing with other people. I, I always wanted a group, but it just never worked out for me. So, you know, I just kind of channel all that, you know, energy and, and inspiration from those groups into my own music and just, you know, having pretty good harmonies and stuff in my in my background vocals. Okay. 
Now, uh, you just mentioned that you uh, you went to Howard. Did you major in music at Howard? Yeah, majored in music, minored in business. Um, and I went to school with um, a lot of talented individuals, uh, some that are, you know, out doing their thing right now, both, you know, traveling with musicians as well as artists releasing product. Uh, so a vocalist out of the D.C. area named Aquia Ulrich, um, a producer named Daryl Hunt, who... Uh, has worked with like Yolanda Adams and and played with a lot of the uh, R&B and soul artists when they come through D.C. Um, just a lot of great talented individuals. Uh, Gino Young, who's a um, independent artist, he played with Erica Badu for some time, but he's also released his own independent projects. And um, you know, Eric Roberson, who's a great friend of mine and who's probably one of the kings of the independent soul movement. You know, he's got maybe almost 15 albums on his own label independently. So, you know, just kind of coming up around a lot of work that town at that time at Howard was just a phenomenal experience. Right. And so um, that obviously uh, influenced your uh, your musical style. Um, how would you describe your musical style? I would describe it as traditional. I like to use the word traditional at this point because you know, some people say, oh, that's old school. Um, but I like to use the word traditional to not necessarily date myself. And because I'm trying to make timeless music. So traditional is is timeless in a way. Um, again, I think I always fell in love with singers and artists that came before me. And Barry White, The Three Degrees, The Delphonics. Um, a lot of the Philadelphia International artists, the OJs, um, and even Motown artists. I mean, and of course, you know, the trinity of Michael, Stevie, and Prince. You know what I mean? Of course. Um, those artists at that time recorded with full orchestras, and they actually performed with a lot of orchestras as well. And so, and actually one of my college professors, his name was Webster Lewis. He was actually conductor of Barry White's Love Unlimited Orchestra. So... How ironic to kind of work with him. And um, I actually perform a song that Webster produced in my show as a tribute to him. Um, he also produced a song called Here's Looking Up to You by Michael Wyckoff in the 70s. And that was kind of a hit in the New York area and in some markets, but it was later sampled for Hey Mr. DJ by Jeanet. Mm, okay, I remember that from was that the eighties or the nineties? That was the nineties, yeah, that was the nineties. And um another my other professor was Grady Tate, who was a um jazz drummer, but he could sing like no other. He knew every jazz tune in the book. And uh he's actually probably the most recorded jazz drummer of all time. He's played with Frank Sinatra, Quincy Jones, Count Basie, and uh he passed away about maybe two two or three years ago. Okay. And um he actually taught me the, the meaning of of lyrics and, and really zoning into what you're singing about. You know, I remember going into a private lesson one day and started singing when I fall in love. He goes, okay, but, you know, so I got to really ask you a question. Have you ever been in love? And he started cussing me out. You know what the effing lyric means, man? He said, get into this stuff. <laughs> so, you know, um, that's a lot of the training that I had, along with being on the Howard Gospel Choir and just singing with a choir and, and dynamics and, you know, retaining, you know, that harmony and just, you know, retaining your parts and, and what you're taught, having great retention 
as far as what you're learning in terms of the music. Okay. Now, um, you have uh, you have siblings who are in the business too, or do you have siblings at all? No, uh, I do have a brother, but he's not musically inclined. Um, again, just my aunt. You know, she's still like I said, she's still working and traveling. Um, that was you know the biggest inspiration because that was their focal point. You know, being a group, uh, they were known for their harmony, and to not be a sister group at that time in the '60s and '70s, that group had a pretty tight blend. You know, um, coming up. They were, um, you know, groomed for, you know, Caucasian audiences, but they were, they would sing a lot of different songs in their, in their show, Broadway numbers and, and show tunes and singer songwriter standards. Like MacArthur Park was the song that they always performed and got standing ovations off of and their arrangement of it. Um, they do a lot in folk. We, people have to just kind of take a listen to, the, to it and find it on YouTube, but you know, um, that's just you know a lot of where my ear was and my inspiration kind of came from. Yeah, um, I grew up in the Bay Area, which was um, California, and um, a lot of a variety of different kinds of music. But remember just hearing, and I didn't know what it meant at the time when I was younger. That Philadelphia sound, you had the OJ's and McFadden and Whitehead and all the groups that came out of Philly, man. Paul, Gene Carn. Um, the intruders, the stylistics who are probably Russell Tompkins is is one of my all-time favorite vocalists. Um, his voice was just so smooth and melodic and it just wasn't, for me and their songs, it just wasn't the hits like Vecture by Golly Wow and You Are Everything and Break Up to Make Up. It was a lot of those B-side songs like Yours Right is Rain or, or Payback is a Dog or Peekaboo um Tom Bell was just one of the greatest arrangers of all time for me, you know. And um, but again, growing up, it's not just for me the '70s stuff. You know, growing up in the '80s, I mean, you had Luther, you had Will Downing, you had you know people, Bryson, um, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis. From a songwriting aspect, are some of my all-time favorite songwriters because their bridges were totally different, you know. And when you go to the bridge of a song, you're supposed to take it somewhere else. And they really did. You know, I mean, just listening to the Control album by Janet Jackson and the transitions on that song, they were just incredible, you know, pieces of work. Okay. Now, uh, let's get into uh, your career a little bit. Are you... um... Are you, uh, are you considered an independent artist? Or are you with a major label? Uh... Definitely an independent artist. I recently started my own record label, Soulful Sounds International Records. Um, I've been, it's just came about last month or the past few months. And so my new single, Dance the Night Away, is actually the first release on the label. Um, but definitely an independent artist, definitely living the independent artist life of, you know, I do have a team, but at the same time, kind of managing all aspects of my own career, you know, is, is what I'm doing. So. I'm sending emails, trying to solicit performances, trying to promote the current single and, and just, you know, have content for social media and things of that nature. So def- definitely living that as a day-to-day life is a, is a job. Okay. Yeah. And uh, for those who are listening or watching on YouTube, uh, Ashley, you can find out more about Ashley on his website at AshleyScottMusic.com. Correct. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. Now let's get into uh, Dance the Night Away. I love it. I thought it was kind of a throwback to um, some of the earlier, like you said, some of the soulful stuff from the past. Um, what was your thinking around that? How did that? How did that all come about? And we're going to get into that, by the way, in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Funny thing is, a friend of mine, he's a producer uh, in Philadelphia. His name is Wayne Parr, and we go back a lot of years. And he gave me this track, you know, about a couple years ago. And uh, he said, "Look, man, I made this for you. This is, you know, this is your song. Write to it." And we actually had another title for it. Um, it was the same concept lyrically of um, basically, you know. A guy's being supportive of his woman and saying that, you know, she's just tired from all that she does of just working and taking care of the family and, and things of that nature and just needing an outlet to get out. And so originally we called it when you need some time alone. And I do work with Will Downing on his business team. And so, and I do share with him my musical ideas. So. I was just sharing with him the, the track and the song because we cut it with a live band and everything here in Philly. And he goes, you know, this is cool. He said, but you need to do something like this. And he sang part of what you hear on the song. And I was just sitting there like, okay, so this means you're co-writing a song with me. He goes, I'm just giving you some ideas. I'm like, no, but we're going to fill out this paperwork and you're co-writing this song with me because I'm going to be using these ideas. He goes, oh, yeah, man, no problem. I said, okay, yeah, no problem to you. You know, just wrote a song with me. So I was ecstatic, you know what I mean? So, you know, we uh, we cut the vocals at his studio and uh, had a special guest female vocals on the background vocals named uh, Janae Barkley. And uh, it, it came out great. You know, we, uh, we added some live strings from a uh, string player in London and my keyboardist and uh, code associate producer Damon Bennett he played live flute on the record and uh, you know it's all live instrumentation so it's very again very traditional um, I like this way of recording I don't like being the one-man band you know cutting every vocal part and or one producer playing everything on the keyboard um, for me that's what made great records you know of the past I mean, it wasn't just Michael Jackson and Quincy Jones that made Thrilling Off the Wall. It was everybody that played and sang a note on each song, in my opinion. Right, most definitely. Um, now I want to step back to your um, your company you just formed, Sofa Music. Is the goal to sign other artists or just to completely do your own thing? Or what's what? where you, are you taking that? Right now it's... It's just to kind of, you know, do my thing to, to kind of start off. Um, I need to kind of create that platform for myself and, and set my own you know, legacy up as well um, for my kids to kind of handle, you know, when uh, things are, are changing, if you will. Absolutely. Um, but I, I would like to work with some other artists and, and try to, you know, bring back some great talent. Um, the, the motto is staying true to the music. so. You know, you'll definitely be hearing that sound of live instrumentation coming from a lot of my uh, forthcoming music. Okay, this is a good place to pause. Um, actually, we're going to get into uh, Dance Tonight Away. Um, anything you want to say before we introduce this song? Oh, let me mention that you can purchase this uh, song on Spotify and some of the other music streams, correct? Yes, yeah, available on all music 
digital music platforms, Apple, Apple Music, iTunes, Tidal, Spotify, Amazon, and Deezer, and Google Play. Okay. Um, this is Dance the Night Away. This is Ashley Scott. Enjoy.
We'll continue our episode after this message. Swag at shop.bringbacksoulmusic.com Now, back to our conversation. Thanks, Ashley. That's a great song. Appreciate it. Um, like again, you can, you can purchase a dance tonight away on Spotify and some of the other places. And we'll go back through that. Also, if you're looking, you'll see all this on our website at bringbacksoulmusic.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, Bring Back Soul Music TV, we'll have all this in the show notes. So, uh, Ashley, um, touring, are you going to go out and tour and support this project? Yes, I'm actually uh, looking to go to a few cities as well as hopefully next year tour internationally. Um, I do have, the song is actually doing very well in the UK right now. Um, it made it to the UK top 20 on the soul charts. Kind of fluctuates in a couple of numbers, but... I mean, I got some airplay on a lot of the soul stations over there, as well as the BBC. Uh, so, um, you know, it's an honor for that to happen. We're talking about the, uh, the influence of, um, or the appreciation over in Europe. Um, what is it about Europe and soul slash R&B that, um, that they get that I feel that we don't get over here? Um, I think the, the European audience, especially in the UK, as well as Amsterdam, uh, they just appreciate soul music more. Um, and for me, that blueprint was kind of uh, already given, not necessarily given to me, but I've kind of just kind of seen that with my aunt's career, how, you know, when they signed with Philadelphia International, that music took them overseas. And so they weren't able to really promote a lot of those records here but that's just where the, the love was really shown. When they signed to Philadelphia International, that music actually took them international. So the first single that they put out on that very first album was Dirty Old Man, and it went gold in Holland. The second single, Your Decision, made it to the top 10 in the UK. And then when When Will I See You Again came out, that was it for them. It, it was already number one in Japan. They had to re-record it in Japanese because it won the third annual Tokyo Music Festival. That right. It was number one in England. So they didn't have a chance to really promote that here. Um, um, so much that, you know, Prince Charles declared them as his favorite singing group. So they performed at Buckingham Palace for its 30th birthday party. And uh, her group was were, were the only Americans other than Nancy Reagan invited to the royal wedding of Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Um, even looking at Will Downing, um, he's got songs that he has recorded that is totally for a UK show. And, you know, he wouldn't really play those songs on his US show. Um, it's a, just a totally different thing. He had a huge success over there. And even his wife, um, Audrey Wheeler Downing, she recorded some music with Jeff Lorber uh, back in the day. And, you know, they always ask him about her and what she's doing. She tours with Shaka Khan. So, you know, again, it's just a very loyal fan base over there. And they just love American soul music. And the quality of music is just, you know, a lot better. It's a totally different market. Um, so it ranges from soul to jazz and, and dance music over there. So. I'm looking to kind of get into a couple other genres as well. Yeah, I, I, I just amazed. I was so surprised when I first heard that because you, know, you think the, the U.S. and we're sort of the the pioneers of soul R&B music, but you hear that it's so large overseas where it's still 
okay here. Not like it was in the 70s and the, and the 80s, but um, yeah, you're like, you just sort of reaffirm what I've already heard about the uh, European market over there. Yeah, it's, a, it's again, it's a great market and I'm ecstatic to kind of, you know, get my foot in over there as well. Um, soul music is still relevant here. Um, I think R&B music, music is just relevant. It's just not promoted to the masses like it used to be. And it's not the popular music anymore. In the 60s and 70s, it was pop music. Motown was pop music, Philadelphia International. Stax Records, Earth, Wind and Fire, you know, disco became the mainstream thing. So, and even in the 80s, Luther Vandross was, was pop music, Prince was pop music, Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, Bobby Brown, you know, Whitney Houston, obviously, you know, it, our music was the popular thing, but, you know, times changed and, you know, everything else changed. And I won't go, you know, too far back over history because we kind of know how that went already. I read your bio and it says that you are really involved in the music community. Uh, you said you work with uh, you know, Will Downey, but you're also involved in some, some educational programs too? Yeah, so, okay, so to backtrack, um, my partner and I, his name is Lox Knox here in Philadelphia. Uh, we started a nonprofit to kind of educate, promote, and, and market uh, people in the, inter, inter, in the entertainment industry that wanted to learn about the business. Um, Philadelphia, like most cities, um, it can be a cliquish town. And so we weren't a part of, you know, any one clique. Um, people were always coming to us, asking us for information. We were always promoting shows and things of that nature. So we were, you know, always bringing radio personalities and, and record industry uh, executives to the community to kind of talk about the entertainment industry. Um, I'm also currently, a, and for the past eight years, I've been a board member of the Recording Academy, which is the organization that puts on the Grammy Awards. Right. Um, and so I do a lot, you know, as far as, far as events and special projects uh, with that organization as well. Again, doing seminars and, and up close and personal um interviews and things of that nature with major artists um so in the in the the organization is also very um involved in in advocacy for the creative professionals so i do a lot on the business side as well okay um so you got uh dance the night away that's how you're going to come up with some other stuff later on this year um uh, anything else you want to add before we uh before we call it a call it a night here, I know it's kind of late where you are at the time of taking. <laughs> no, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to be on your platform and your show. This is a great show, and I appreciate what you're doing for for soul music and trying to you know keep the uh, the genre alive and relevant and in people's ears and faces. Um, you know, we need a lot of outlets like this because it's not a lot for artists to kind of you know get heard on. So, and thanks for having me. I can be found on. Twitter and Instagram at Ashley Scott 3. My Facebook is I am Ashley Scott and my website is AshleyScottMusic.com. You know, go out and get Dance the Night Away and I do have another song that I put out a few years ago entitled Words, which is also available on all digital platforms and that's just basically a song about being in a relationship and kind of watching what you say to your significant other in the heat of the moment, you know, just kind of tabling the conversation or the argument for a future moment when both 
parties are are level headed to to speak. Okay. We'll close out the show with that. Um, that's words by Ashley Scott. Appreciate you uh, reaching out to me and sending me some information. Glad to have you on the show. Uh, Dance the night away. I have no doubt it's going to be a, a big success for you. Ashley, again, appreciate it. Uh, thanks again. And um, keep in touch. Hey, thanks a lot. All right. That's Ashley, Ashley Scott. Uh, thank you for joining the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast. And we'll be right back. Calling all lovers of soul music. The time to make soul music relevant again is now. You've been listening to the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast with Todd Woodson. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tell a friend. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our newsletter at bringbacksoulmusic.com. Well, that's our show for today. I'd like to thank my special guest, Mr. Ashley Scott. You can find out more about Ashley on his website at ashleyscottmusic.com. Don't forget, you can check out the Bring Back Soul Music Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at comments at bringbacksoulmusic.com. Taking us home this evening is Ashley Scott and his song, Words. I'm Todd Woodson. Thank you for joining us. See you next week. some time to take it in so I know what to say because words they are powerful they can help they can hurt all words they have meaning they can heal and hinder when I don't know what to say I don't and when I'll say nothing at all Shutting down isn't right But I really don't want to fight Can you control your emotions and feelings Before you say something out loud You have to have some peace When you step to me There's no turning back Because the words, they are powerful They can help, they can hurt All words have meaning They can heal and hinder When I don't know what to say I just don't
Don't want to say anything Don't want to say anything To hurt you, baby 